Welcome back to the Help Yourself First Aid Podcast, the first aid podcast where you can help yourself. Only other thing, it does what it says on the tin. Today's a, a special bonus episode for you guys. Uh, we have a special guest, Angie, who has a son called Henry, who suffers with a condition called Angelman Syndrome, which is a form of epilepsy. In this form of epilepsy, uh, and during this episode, you'll hear Angie talking about uh, how she recognises he's having a seizure by using uh, the uh, by recognising he's unresponsive. You'll hear her using the um, uh, the the AVPU model, which is obviously uh, alert, voice, painful stimulus, and unresponsive. Um, she's never been taught this. She's never been taught this. That she's uh, learnt it just from her own experiences with Henry. So it shows you that having a good guide to start with. Uh, is really really useful i hope you enjoyed the episode and massive massive thanks to angie for coming in and talking to us so here we are on the uh, help yourself first aid podcast um, i have a very special guest today angie um angie's going to tell us a bit of a story about her kind of use of first aid and we're going to um uh kind of hear how her story goes um so without further ado angie Thanks for coming on the podcast. Really, okay. really appreciate it. Um, tell us a little bit about yourself and how you've kind of had to come to uh, use first aid on a fairly regular basis. So I'm Angie and I've got a 25-year-old son, Henry, who has Angelman syndrome. Um, he was diagnosed at six months and I had to learn very quickly how to handle epilepsy and how to deal with it in a crisis situation as Angelman epilepsy is very tricky to treat, very tricky to spot. Um, they don't have seizures like we would. They're all very different and you have to pick up on them. He was actually seizuring from birth, but we didn't know he was seizuring from birth. Okay, so explain to us what a seizure is. What actually is a seizure? Well, a seizure in Henry, I mean, the Angelman brain is wired to fit. They don't have the blockers. So the, the electricity just fires off all over the brain. They don't have a right side or a left side that fits. They fit all over the brain. Well, Henry does, but most Angelman children will fit all over the brain. It's not just one area. So then that can cause him to have his jerks, uh, eye rolling and but he's never, ever foamed at the mouth. We imagine a fit, somebody falling to the ground, shaking violently and foaming at the mouth and wetting themselves. That isn't always the case with Angelman epilepsy. Um, and you have to learn as you go along, which I had to, what are the Angelman seizures? Because what you're taught on a, a very basic 15-minute video, which I'm sure you've seen, is not what you see in real life with an Angelman child. So you have to learn what the Angelman seizures are. So you don't get all the signs of the classic signs and symptoms no, of an epileptic not at all. fit. With, with no, a, with they can be seizure. staring at lights like this and they would be seizuring, but you wouldn't. Mm -hmm. If you was just a normal person, I say normal, the average person, you wouldn't realise that that child was actually seizuring. Okay, so it's kind of like an absence, although... Yes, uh, yeah, yeah. 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 You'd expect yeah. the heart rate to rise, blood pressure to rise. Henry yeah. never did that and okay. still doesn't. Wow. 
but he fits. And that is the angel man brain. It's a mysterious thing. Yeah. We don't understand the normal brain, let alone an angel man brain. Right. So, but they, that's why he has medication to stop the electricity where it should stop. Because we're creating electricity all the time in our brain. That's how the brain functions. Okay. So he doesn't have the classic kind of jerky fits, or does he have those as well? He has those as well, but not, not where you see them on TV as violent, you know. Yeah. He's more of a... Okay. I mean, Angelman's are jerky anyway. Right. But that's purely because the brain has done that to them. Right. So long as they're smiling, happy... And interacting with you, you know you're you're having a good day. Um, every day is different. Epilepsy rears its ugly head up whenever you least expect it. It can be ten in the morning, two in the morning. There is no there is no pattern. Okay. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. And especially for those that aren't used to kind of dealing with seizures or, mm. or anything like that, you know, mm. to hear that not everyone has those classic kind of signs mm. and symptoms. Mm. Um, and that's something to look out for. So what um, what kind of first aid training did you have? What kind of training did you have to kind of manage these seizures and, and, and absences and all these bits and pieces? Well, when Henry was six months old, he was put on Epilim because it was quite apparent that he was seizuring on an EEG. Next thing, the epilepsy, paediatric epilepsy nurse came out to the house with tubes, packages of diazepam, rectal diazepam. Obviously, she can't demonstrate it on Henry because that would be wrong giving him five mix of diazepam there and then. But basically, we watched a video for 15 minutes and then told how to put it in. Yeah. That, that was my training from the NHS. Okay, so no kind of first aid training, no look at the airway, check the No, timing. you had to learn all that yourself okay. as you went along, and okay. you do learn. Luckily, when Henry turned five, uh, we moved on to an excellent um, paediatric consultant, Dr. Hewitson, who actually changed my life and Henry's life and taught me how to, how to get the epilepsy to live with us rather than us living with the epilepsy and how to treat it in emergencies when you're out and about. So you're not just stopping in the house waiting Nice. For something to happen, so it's helping you to live your life. Yeah, and really, and really get, yeah. On, get on with your life. Yeah, brilliant. And that's mm. really nice to hear. It's good. It's good to hear that someone can, can mm. kind of change things like that for the better. Mm. Now, you were saying about when you took Henry to um, Lisas mm. last time to the emergency department last time. Tell mm. us a little bit like that. What did the what did the um, so, consultant say to you? So last summer, uh, Henry started fitting at ten past eight in the morning. And as a mother, you do look for what's wrong. You check his temperature. I did check his breathing. I monitored it with a watch, and I've got also got all the kit. So his oxygen levels were like 96, 97, although he was fitting. His heart rate was just a little bit fast, but nothing to worry about. Blood pressure was normal. So at 10 past 8, he started fitting, and then we have a epilepsy care plan. After 10 minutes, he was still fitting. So I administered 10 milligrams of diazepam because he's 25 now. So you wait to see if they come out of it. You don't automatically just go in. He didn't stop. I then gave him another 10 milligrams of diazepam 
and that's all I'm allowed to give at home. You can't give any more because then the breathing will become affected. Not that we know because Henry's never had any problems with his breathing. Then the ambulance crew come out. They gave him lorazepam, which normally stops him. This was now 10 to 9. He still hadn't stopped. They gave him more drugs. Still hadn't stopped. By half past nine, we were, we were blue-lighted down to recess. And it was overwhelming at first when you walk in because they were ready for him. And he was still seizuring. So he'd been seizuring since 10 past eight. This was now half past nine. There was ICU consultant and registrar, two nurses, nurse practitioner, and the A&E consultant. And my boy was just on this trolley fitting away. I had to separate the fact that I was his mother and the fact that I'd got this boy seizure in. You have to separate it, otherwise you do, you'll just stand there crying. And Henry needs me to be strong so he can feel me. Me and Henry are very in tune with each other anyway, so I tend to know what's wrong with him. Wow. Um, and the only consultant came over to him and he said, you're very calm. I said, well, I know you're going to sort him. I've been through so much with his epilepsy. Um, he used to fit for days in non-convulsive status, which isn't, it's dangerous, but not as dangerous for Henry. Sure. Because they do stop eventually. The brain can't fit forever. But he needs hospital care for that. And what are the dangers from, you say it's not as dangerous, is it the effect on his brain or is it kind of the, the what, what might happen to him or what's the kind of, what are the dangers? I mean, there? it's the reason it's not as, it is dangerous, but it's not as dangerous as convulsive status. Convulsive status, they can hurt themselves because okay. they're shaking and they, you need to stop them okay. as soon as possible. We, we learned from an early age that Henry did this non-convulsive status for like five, six days at a time. Wow. And he used to spend many a time in Paddington HDU. We'd go in for a, for a week, come home, then he'd do the same the next month. Right. Um, and you learn. And long as in, he's in HDU receiving oxygen and drugs, Henry can eat and play with toys when he's in... Um, Non-convulsive status. Convulsive status, you lose him completely. Yeah. You get no interaction. Um, and he's had brain scans several times after these episodes, and there's been no effect on the brain. Yeah. There's been, I mean, you get shrinkage of the brain with special needs anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but he had no adverse effects. So we knew we were learning as we went along with, with him, not just me as a parent, but also the doctors were learning. And then when I used to take him in and say he's in non-convulsive status, they knew exactly what to do because we had a plan. But I never once panicked about it because we were learning that this you have to accept this is what Henry does. Yes, it's going to disrupt your life. Angie, thank you so much for coming in and talking to You're us welcome. on the podcast. Um, if it's okay, and, I, uh, and I'm kind of springing you at this one mm. because I think we didn't discuss before, mm. If, if you're able to have a listen to the podcast, yeah. have, a, have a listen to kind of the framework and yeah, the priorities well, and all yeah. those kind of bits and pieces. And then just drop us a line or maybe come back mm, and have a chat mm. and tell us if it actually helps uh, mm. with, with, any of the, mm. um, with any of the first aid that you sometimes yeah. have to do with, yeah. with Emmy. Um, 
and, and see if just having that kind of gives you a little bit more reassurance, yeah. maybe. Yeah. Um, and if it's helpful, happy days, brilliant. Yeah. Um, and we can kind of share with that. I mean, everyone. what you said earlier, the breathing, blood. You, breathing, bleeding, burns, bones. Yeah, you do that <laughs> naturally, I think. It comes naturally. Yeah. To me it does, but it's not to everyone. Yeah. Yeah. Some, I mean, I, I'm a member of the Angelman Facebook page and all these mothers, I, f I feel for them because you can't help every single one of them. They'll post videos of their 18-month-old. Is this a seizure? Yeah. And sometimes it's, it's just how Angelman syndrome is. I mean, Henry's like this sometimes anyway. Bit twitchy. Bit twitchy, but that's Angelman syndrome. It used to be called happy puppet syndrome. Okay. So, yeah.